My Get Up and Go on SAFM. Influential people doing well in their respective fields. And it's congratulations to Dr. Samala Ngwe. Yeah, Doctor, good morning this morning. Happy Thursday. Good morning, Amanda. Thank you very much. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm getting up and go today with you. I'm yeah. So yeah, such a pleasure to have you, Doctor. Would I be correct in calling you a true global citizen? Uh, well, that's what people say. And given the kind of work that I do, I regard myself as a global, global citizen as well. Doctor, I mean, looking at your CV, I could read you. I could read your CV and try to make sense of it for days. <laughs> that that is complexity at its best. You can say that again. You can say that again because some of the things that you you are doing, Doctor, not they're not like in everyday life as it were or in everyday conversation and yet these are very important things that keep uh, sectors in the country in check that is very true and as a system thinker uh, i always say that you can understand the system better by becoming part of it sometimes i even struggle to to, to make people understand what i do I guess I guess you just have to do it for you to understand it. You know, and you have to become part of the system to understand you know, the complexities, but also understand you know the different opportunities that exist. Yeah, absolutely. Be- very exciting for me. Absolutely, because I mean, uh, things like she. Uh, I mean, your, your, your PhD in sustainable agriculture, specializing in facilitation of system change. Yeah, well, you know, we'll always say, please speak English. What does that mean? Okay, uh, it's facilitation of systemic change. And I know a lot of people uh, mistake that for systematic. There is a difference between systemic and systematic. You know, systematic is about, you know, step by step, but systemic it has to do with the system. You know, yeah, how, how do you find you know, the leverage within you know, a given system? So my topic revolves around that. It was actually a case study that we did some time back where we kind of you know, tried trying to intervene in a system at you know, multiple levels and developing capacities of people to actually do that. That work has changed my life completely because I have become you know, a system thinker, but also I involve you know systemic you know uh, interventions in in whatever I do. It was on the basis of that that I also started a company called Facilitation of Systemic Change, and uh, this is what has seen me going you know abroad. As you have seen on my CV, that so far I have done work in 35 countries. Uh, 22 in Africa and some of the countries I have gone many times and things like that. It's different. Once you understand how systems function and you are able to intervene and find you know, the leverage, it's very different and people see the difference. And I think that's where I have found my niche in what I do. It could be just as an ordinary meeting, you know, facilitating an ordinary meeting. But, you know, because of the system's understanding and how the human behavior and whatever, so how I facilitate meetings is so different than an ordinary 
meeting that is being facilitated. This is what makes it attractive to my clients where they call me again and again and again because they see the difference. Doctor, having traveled over 45 countries and you speak German. Uh, a little bit uh, because I was married to a German, uh, so my kids are half German. So German is uh, another language in the in the house. So. <laughs> wow. Now, yeah. Doc, obviously, we understand that uh, you, you, you started nutrition and you did that and you gravitated towards agriculture. How did that happen? Because obviously, nutrition, somebody would think you'd be a dietitian, you'd be advising people on how to create new nutritious products uh, yeah. that are less harmful and all of that. But then you ended up having a serious impact in, in the agricultural space. Yeah, it, it's quite funny. I always say that I came to agriculture through the back door. <laughs> and uh, I've been working in the agricultural space for the past 19 years globally. And yes. that has actually helped me to understand the sector better. Unfortunately, when people think of agriculture, they think of primary production. A person will say, oh, I need to get a piece of land, I need to farm. Uh, and farming and primary production is a very important aspect in agriculture. But agriculture goes way beyond that. You know, the, we talk about, you know, food and nutrition security. You, you talk about many other things. Yes. It is, uh, so in the past eight, uh, 19 years, I worked in the sector. I'm not a farmer, but I found my niche in the sector globally. I work uh, along, you know, the policy space. You know, from the regional, continental, global. I work in the education space. I want you to mark, you know, the words, you know, the, the first letter of what I'm telling you now. It's in the policy space. I work in the education space within agriculture. I work with researchers. I'm a researcher too. And the farming that everybody limits agriculture to. But there is also extension and advisory services. I do communications within the space, and you know there are issues of technologies and trade, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. makes perfect. So I'm running a campaign called Perfect Opportunities in Agriculture to unpack the 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 bigger you know pathways that people can actually enter into the agricultural space, uh, agricultural space through which. And there are many other opportunities that I see as I travel and, you know, engage, you know, along the perfect continuum. So this perfect uh, opportunities is making farming very cool and sexy. No, it's making agriculture, and I call it agriculture. I mean, yes, yes, yes. It's making agriculture. Farming, which is one aspect, but there are many other aspects. Mm -hmm. So, and, and through these, I'm trying to show people that, you know what, you don't necessarily have to be a farmer to find a space within the agricultural sector. Mm -hmm. then even journalists like you, you know, there are so many journalists, agri-journalists, and so many in innovations and in uh, very interesting things that are happening outside the borders of South Africa yes. within the agricultural space. And this is what I'm actually advocating for. Sheesh, because yeah. looking at what you do, it's mm -hmm. some of these complex... Um, dynamics issues and and concepts that you know the average jack and jill will not understand but someone like you is help is able to to help the farming industry 
um, to self-sustain, particularly when we're talking food security and also yes. looking after the, the, the kind of resources that we have? Yes, exactly. Especially when we talk about the issues of food and food security. It is a global issue. Everybody has to eat. When you look at you know, developing countries, it is a global issue. So there are so many innovations that are actually happening outside the borders of South Africa in other African countries around you know, the issues of food security. And I continuously see this knowledge gap between an ordinary South African and the many opportunities and initiatives that are happening. So it is through this perfect you know, opportunity campaign that I'm starting that I'm hoping to, to kind of you know, narrow that you know, knowledge gap by linking people with different opportunities, but also you know, uh, making people see what I see. I must say that on average, in the past you know, five years, uh, six years, on average, I get to travel abroad every six weeks on average. So you come home I, to visit? <laughs> I come home to visit, yes. <laughs> I travel abroad either as a resource person where I'm invited to come and moderate in you know, a high-level discussion or panel or, you know, to go and train others around, you know, any issue around, you know, the perfect container or just a participant in this high-level, you know, engagement and stuff. And that's where I begin to see how many opportunities are there and how the ordinary South African's footprint, it's not there in that space. And it is my, my long-term vision to, to actually help narrow that gap. And I'm talking about ordinary people, yes. not, you know, your ministers and whatever. Ordinary people who can actually tap into these opportunities. Climate Smart Agriculture, how are we doing there? Well, Climate Smart Agriculture... You know, the, uh, as you engage in the global space, you get to understand, you know, some current, you know, trends and the like. And climate smart agriculture, it's not a new concept. It's actually maybe 15 years old in the global space. Yes. So it's about, uh, you know, and we talk about sustainable agriculture or sustainable development where people have to find a triple win. How do you do development while you are getting, you know, your, your economic gain, pre uh, preserving the environment and taking care of the social aspect. So climate smart agriculture, it's doing agriculture with that sustainability in mind. As you do your agriculture, as you maximize your productivity, how do you take care of the environment in the process and also taking care of the, of the, the social aspect? Hmm. And there are a lot of, you know, initiatives around that and, you know, um, um, technologies around, you know, climate smart agriculture. It is not a new concept at all. In the global space, it's literally almost like 10, 15 years old. And there are also some uh, climate smart agriculture alliances, you know, at the, at the continental level and at the global level. So anybody who's interested in that and knowing that, you get, you know, your cutting edge, you know, um, information yes, around yes. these things, yes. Because, you know, when we talk about um, looking after the environment and being climate smart, my mind thinks about how we manage waste, how we deal with waste, because I, I think that is threatening the environment and therefore that food security that we want to guard. 
Yes, you know, managing waste is one of it, but, you know, some of the aspects around climate smart agriculture, you know, you're talking about, you know, uh, fertilizers, you're talking about, you know, certain things, and how you also do, uh, you know, cultivating, and uh, and so there are a lot of, you know, technologies around uh, uh, encouraging people to become climate smart. How do you, you know, um, minimize, you know, the the use of water and certain things? There are a lot of, you know, technologies that can be utilized by your commercial farms or even smallholder farmers. People can actually uh, adapt and use, you know, different technologies to help, you know, mitigate around, you know, the issues of climate change, but also adapt to to the to the changing climate while you do agriculture. Don't so, in this kind of, you know, discourse and, you know, developing technologies around that. Doctor, you are one busy lady. Extremely busy lady. I wonder if you find time for yourself. I do. I'm a single parent. I have to man- I have to balance between um, the work that I do, traveling, and also raising my kids, and really finding p- time for myself, and juggling to a level that I had to, you know, I've just graduated with my PhD last Friday. You know, on on that. So it's a it's a matter of you know finding a balance, and uh, yeah, and getting you know your support system around you, that actually help you to to really achieve what you want to achieve, and continue to to inspire others and you know support others to see the opportunities that I see. Because it's nice to see you are in demand as a facilitator. You you are a great communicator. You're a great mm-hmm. teacher. You have a way of getting people to understand the subject matter on an international level. Uh, something yes. that a lot of people aspire to have a lot to do, to go um, yes. before they get there. And also yes. at grassroots development level, you are able to make that impact. I mean, ha- having to be able to maneuver that way, what is it that you do? Do, do you drink something? Or do you meditate? What happens? No, I don't drink anything at all. Or maybe some special tea. I, 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 don't know. I, 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 I meditate. Yes, um, I'm a strong believer. I'm a Christian. I'm a strong believer. I, I feel that you know uh, there is power, a super, supernatural power of God that actually helps me to to sustain what I sustain. But also to at a practical level, I think the niche that I have found, you know, the whole issue of you know systems, understanding systems. Yes. I'm yet to find any other theory or any other practice that goes beyond you know understanding systems. At the moment, for the past 19 years, what makes me do what I do differently is my ability to understand the system and find the heart of the problem. It doesn't matter whether I have to facilitate a one-day workshop or I have to teach and whatever. If you don't find the heart of the problem, any uh, any other thing that you do, uh, it doesn't it doesn't yield any 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 positive results. So I think finding ways of striving to find you know that heart of the problem, I think that is what makes you know people think, oh, what you do is different because you are you are, you are able to leverage. And you know, get you know the entire system start moving, and I think that is the niche. And it's not something that uh, I, I think that is that is the niche that I that I actually bring on the table that makes people you know call me again and again and again for for what I do. So far, I have moderated more than two hundred you know multi-stakeholder events. 
globally, you know, ranging from your supporting organization on strategic planning processes or change management or just a policy dialogue at the highest level, like your food and agriculture organization, FAO, and, mm-hmm. and many mm-hmm. other 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 places yes how many women in addition to you are doing exactly what you're doing or are watching what you're doing and they want to get into the space uh well i wouldn't know how many women but uh, uh we see a lot of you know uh people especially in the global space where i am working uh, they are it's really a highly competitive space there are a lot of you know people that are also operating in that space. It is a highly competitive space, and one thing that keeps me going, especially when I do mentoring and coaching, there are certain words that I don't use. I don't use "I'm black" because my blackness doesn't give me an advantage once I get outside the borders of South Africa. I don't use words like I'm privileged disadvantaged because that is a South African language only. If you want to make it in that global space, those words do not exist. You just need to understand the global issues. You need to be on top of your game. You cannot negotiate from the position of weakness by putting your blackness in front or negotiate from the position of weakness by putting your previously disadvantagedness in front. Those things they just do not exist exist at all. So when I do mentoring and coaching for people, the first thing that I kill is that one. I'm black because a Zimbabwean is black too. A Kenyan is black too. So what is so special about your blackness as a South African? Hello. You know, so time to rise and shine. Uh it's time to rise and shine. Yes, exactly. So you cannot use a blackness because it really weakens you. Once you put that on the table, you are caught you are weak. You need to understand global issues. You need to understand, um, uh, you know, and for for me to be called to facilitate, I mean, you know, for example, in the United Nations, we have 194 countries. So it means that if I'm called to come and facilitate a high-level uh, uh, workshop or whatsoever at the UN level, it means that I'm selected, uh, you know, in... Unmerit. On merit, but also there could have been any other person within the 194 countries with, you know, X number of, you know, millions of people. So that is something significant. And if a client calls you once, twice, three times, it means that then they see that there is value in what you put on the table. But there is no way I confront my blackness and my previous disadvantageness. That one, it will never fly. Wow breath of fresh air mm. breath of fresh air suddenly I don't feel this cold anymore <laughs> I don't it's hot feel... out there <laughs> <laughs> it's hot out there <laughs> yes. you know Dr. Nguyen I mean we're not going to talk about your age because looking at you you don't look a day older than 25 but then uh, have, you know, have... I'm dou- it's double that actually <laughs> I, I didn't want to go there, you know. We get into trouble for things like that. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind with my age because it, it is who I am and my age. And uh, you know, you know, like wine. They say, you know, the older the wine, yeah. you know, you know. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my age. Ah, you know, <laughs> relief for some of us. <laughs> yeah. Doctor, I, 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 we're just proud. 
you know, to have yeah. someone like you. You, you, you represent the country, you represent a whole lot of things. You represent different levels of people uh, yeah. and organizations and achievement and what needs to be done. And, yeah. and if I could just learn to be a facilitator like you, I think I'll be done. I can retire. Yeah, I, I, I think you can do it, you know, with the kind of work that you do. And I think you can actually become a facilitator. Just have to understand, you know, the systems and, uh, you know, so, and I think that this is what works for me, you know, really understanding the system and the system, not something very big, even like, like what I said, even if it's a one day um, initiative or one day meeting. The first thing that I need to understand is what is the client, what is it that they will say after this meeting, the meeting has been successful. And once I understand that, then I can design the process, uh, you know, that that will help them get there. And that is where uh, the niche actually come in. It's not just, you know, putting a program for the sake of putting a program. It's really understanding, you know, and how you sequence different uh, activities and the questions that mm-hmm. are asked, mm-hmm. and this is what makes it different than any other uh, ordinary meeting. Dr. Nguyenye, we've run out of time, unfortunately, but round Thank two you. we will do. Thank you so much. Stay strong. I'll come and spend a day in your office. You can make me do anything. I'll make the tea, I'll wash the dishes, I'll facilitate <laughs> that process. Okay. While you facilitate my understanding of other things. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you for I really us. appreciate it. We are proud thank of you, you so Doctor. Much. Very well done and congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Please look out for Dr. Shamalani Ngwenya. She's on fire. If you're celebrating your birthday today, you're celebrating your birthday with Bill Withers. Lean on me. Lovely day. Uh, ain't no sunshine. He's 81 years old today. And also you share your birthday with uh, Post Malone, 24 years old, and Malia Obama, 21 years old. Many happy returns. Hey, I'm going to go visit Dr. Nguyenya. Really, there's a lot I can learn from her. There's a lot we didn't touch on, but we will someday. It's 5 o'clock. Thanks to the team, Zelma, Kribi, Tabelon Papudi, and of course, Dr. Nguyenya. Most of all, thanks to you for tuning in. We'll do it again tomorrow, Thursday. Don't worry. I'm being serviced. The pistons are gone. The oil is changed. It's a few things. We'll be back to normal, sounding more like a normal car than a tractor. Nam Sam Happy Thursday. Good morning. It's 5 o'clock. God bless.